Hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com, covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. In this episode of Digging Deeper, Asphalt Contractor Editor Jessica Lombardo speaks to Dave McKee, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at PSS International, about work zone safety. PSS International manufactures devices with the intention of getting every single person who travels home safely at the end of the day. Listen to how their company is intentional about safety in everything that they do. Let's dig in with Jess and Dave now. Hello and welcome to Digging Deeper Podcast. My name is Jessica Lombardo and I'm editor of Asphalt Contractor Magazine. I'm joined today by Dave McKee, VP of Sales and Marketing at PSS International. Hey, Dave. Hey, everybody out there. Uh, Again, I'm Dave. I'm delighted to be with you guys this afternoon and look forward to uh, telling you a little bit about our story. Yeah, so Dave, why don't you start off talking a little bit more about your company, how many years you've been in business, your location, and kind of what PSS International is all about. Uh, The pleasure is all mine. For over 30 years, PSS has pioneered breakthrough solutions that can safeguard work sites and save workers' lives. Uh, Through this continuous innovation with the consultation and education and training, we work to save lives today, tomorrow, and for decades to come. We've been doing this in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, for three decades. Uh, We have a number of different parts that make up the PSS innovation line, but we'll just uh, focus on those a little later on in the discussion here. Jess, what else you got for me? Great. So you mentioned that you really are focusing on road worker safety, and why is that important? Great question. Uh, Jess, we have three pillars that make up PSS, and one of them is work zone safety, and that's where we transform current assumptions about work zone safety. We do that one idea at a time. We also look at a future where every person arrives home safely at the end of the day. One interesting thing about PSS that a lot of people are unaware of, they see them every day, but they're not aware of. We used to make an um, orange plastic drum. We call it a, a channelizer. And um, years and years ago, we invented that tire ring that goes on the bottom of that. Um, now that uh, ballast system to keep the uh, plastic drum upright is used organically throughout the entire industry. But it was PSS, that's just one of the PSS innovations uh, where it has been uh, taken on by other parts of the industry and has been adopted and accepted as a universal ballast system for all orange drums out there in construction zones. Great. So I have read a recent survey from the AGC of America, and it said that 67% of road workers have had a car crash into their work zone in the last year. And that's just a staggering statistic. We believe in keeping road workers safe. So what kind of devices besides the barrels can companies employ to keep cars out of their work zones and let them know that workers are here and they need to drive safely? Great question again, Jess. Um, We manufacture a system of portable temporary rumble strips that provide an audible and haptic feedback to the motorist so that they do not um, be not part of a work zone intrusion. When When a vehicle enters into 
the work zone itself, we call that an intrusion. And what these devices do, through sound and feedback from the steering wheel, they tell the approaching motorist, hey, something has changed in the roadway. Let's focus on, on the task of driving and get back to traversing this workspace safer. So we're not going to damage our car, ourselves, or anybody else in the work zone. This has been a very successful product. Uh, it's used all over the world. It's an international product, and it is a proven countermeasure to work zone intrusions. And Dave, I think you mentioned that the noise that these devices make, um, they also alert the workers that there's a car coming. Is that correct? Yeah, if you would um, drive over those rumble strips that are in the shoulder, uh, they create a high-pitched noise that sends a message to you in the car. But when they run over our rumble strips, not only do they have that same decibel rating, but they can send that decibel rating downstream for about 2,000 feet. So the motorist know, knows that if they've got their back to traffic, they can hear an approaching car, especially in this day of the electrified fleet of the American populace. So they can hear that whether the car is silent or not. They can hear it running right over that up to about 2,000 to feet downstream. So, Dave, you mentioned that Roadquake is used a lot in highway applications and work zones. Where else can these rumble strips be used? Great question again, Jess. Um, what we've discovered here recently is wherever there is a cognitive or visual distraction, uh, by that I mean a cognitive distraction is where you're thinking about something besides driving the, the car or a visual distraction like something so beautiful uh, you lose sight of the task of operating a motor vehicle. So in, in, in those applications, uh, it's important to think about the application of real quick. Here's a perfect example of that. In many parts of this great country of ours, it's, it's a system of national parks. Within these national parks, many, many times there are RVs that are uh, fully laden with uh, supplies and people, and they are driving through these um, uh, beautiful uh, scenarios. And typically these things are in excess of 40,000 pounds. And they may be traveling over the posted speed limit, but what's for sure is that the beauty of the surroundings distracts them from obeying the traffic control devices like stop and, and pay the park fees or uh, stop for uh, cross traffic and things like this. What we've discovered, especially in the Arcadia National Park, is that system up there is using Roadquake on a temporary basis just to get that road user who is the RV operator back on task to get themselves out of the the, the thought of the beauty of their surroundings and more back to the task of operating a very large, heavy, high-speed vehicle. So that's that's one. Uh, that's just another application for roadquake. You know, and one of the cognitive distractions can be uh, you're you're tuning in your radio or you're looking at your GPS because as you're looking down the road, uh, there's been a multi-vehicle accident, and in this accident. Uh, the, the crews have had to stop traffic to kind of clear the accident scene. And that takes your, your travel lanes down to say three to one because they had to shut down two just to get the first responders and the uh, uh, fire crews in there. 
during that a reduction of capacity that you're down to one lane of traffic so the queues build up rapidly and you may not be thinking about it because this happens in a matter of minutes and if the if the emergency responders that are setting up the other traffic control uh, if they have road quake they can wake up the distracted driver who is looking down away from the windshield so that they can look up just in time to see brake lights and huge cues um, formulating right in front of their eyes. So there's another uh, distraction. We call that, uh, we, we call that an incident management scenario. And that type of distraction happens all the time. These are not work zones, but they are temporary applications where the field conditions have changed in a matter of minutes and the deployment of these systems is, is, is greatly added in the way of less than five minutes to get everything out there and set up to adequately warn the driver. So I think you can see there's a couple of different applications where it's kind of a temporary scenario, but it's a scenario that must be, must be realized by the road users so that they don't endanger other motorists or, or other workers, uh, depending on which scenario you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And finding ways to counteract distractive driving is a huge, huge win in our book because that is just going to keep our workers safe. So what other devices does PSS International use to keep road workers safe? We, uh, we have our traditional channelizers, those types of things that provide some sort of guidance, visual guidance uh, to the road user. We have a barricades that that can be deployed and once deployed, remain deployed for flooding and, and planned experiences and planned events, those types of things. We, we can close roads in a matter of minutes with, with our, with our uh, devices and we can open them up just as quickly again uh, for all types of work zones or planned events. So what really drives PSS International to look at safety innovation in innovative ways? You know, Jess, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting story uh, about our company. Uh, a few years ago, as we went through the appreciative inquiry process, which is kind of a process of not we're not here to solve problems, we're here to dare to dream. We're, we're we develop stuff without any any uh, realities that that will impair our thought process or creativity. So as we went through that appreciative inquiry process, along that way, on that journey, we discovered that there's a, there's a great potential for a noble purpose. So my boss asked me to begin the process of trying to define what the PSS noble purpose was. And we knew we had one. We, we, we not sure what it was, but we knew we had one. And it took us a year and a half, two years to actually define this noble purpose, which it actually has a higher social implications to the world around us. But we did define it, and, and Jess, I'm, I'm delighted to report that our noble purpose is to make travel safer. When we think about that every day, and that is our task at hand, and that is the charge given to every PSS employee to make travel safer. It drives the innovation. It makes us question the current set of circumstances that, that we're working in and look beyond that and try to 
look for more creative solutions in the most unusual ways. So that's kind of an interesting story about you know what drives our innovation, Jess. That's excellent. So Dave, your company is all about safety and innovation, and we can't talk about safety without talking about COVID. Right now in these times, you know, it's, it's all about keeping your people safe. And what is your company doing to help keep people safe during this pandemic? These are challenging times for everybody. And uh, if, if we're going to succeed uh, beyond just this pandemic, we have to think of new ways to differentiate ourselves in the market space and yet continue to deliver products that save people's lives, yet protect those people we network with on a personal basis. Uh, we, we utilize uh, a, a learning platform of virtual meetings and we train people. The, the other, the, one of the other pillars is education uh, of the PSS uh, innovation uh, uh, plateau. And we look at education as one of the most important things uh, to, to, to continue to improve our products, to get feedback. And so we, we have really used a virtual platform to conduct training with state DOTs, with uh, private sector companies, uh, with growth partners, with people who are looking for solutions. Uh, we can now use virtual platforms uh, beyond the traditional way of just sitting in a classroom. Live streaming will continue to be a new resource for us, but as long as we can reach the end user, the person that is really interested in making his work zone uh, safer, that's the person we're looking for. And if we can reach out to them in a live streaming or another virtual platform of some kind, we're going to do it. We've been pretty successful so far, but we're going to continue to expand on the creativity of the uh, virtual uh, learning, distance learning modules that we're putting in place just so we can uh, carry our message further down to the actual end user. So that's something we're very excited about looking forward to 2021. Great. And I know that a pandemic is not a time to slow down on training. I've been preaching that to the contractors all the time. So great. So the future of safety in the construction industry, what do you see it looking like? Wow. If I was to put my crystal ball out and look 10 years down the road, I would look 30 years back when the Americans with Disability Act was signed into law by the president to protect those at-risk um, pedestrians from hazards, from falls, from tripping into these urban work zones. I see the Americans with Disability Act or the ADA is what we refer to that as, as growing in acceptance, uh, an understanding, and the, the, the ability for cities now to, to connect those at-risk pedestrians to the other side of the street without hurting themselves by uh, falling into an open excavation, by tripping out into uh, the path of a car or a bus or something like that. ADA is, in my estimate, uh, has, is a growth potential like we've never seen before because people understand that the Americans with Disability Act is a civil right. It's not just a good idea. It's a civil right of every Absolutely. Uh, American pedestrian. 
Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to Dave McKee at PSS International for speaking with us. Tune in every Monday for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast from 4constructionpros.com and be sure to subscribe and share. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.